And we're live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sheep Kashir Podcast. Here we talk about people, politics, popular culture. I am your host, Austin Cree. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. Um, I wanted to take today as a pristine opportunity to talk about Memorial Day. Talk about our fallen heroes. Pay homage to those who came before us. Those who will come after us. Those who are... Still in the service right now, we're fighting for our freedom. I want to personally thank all the combat vets especially. As a non-combat vet myself, I wanted to give a special shout out to the combat vets who are on the front lines who honestly they go through a lot. I'll be touching on <laughs> I'll be touching on my experience with meeting some of these people. And really you see it in the movies. You might hear stories about it in a book, but let me tell you, it is nothing like the hearing it firsthand. So I'll be touching on that today. But I really want to pause before we start the show and before we get rolling. I really want to stop and I want to say, I know today is a lo- big family day for most people. They might go to a barbecue. They might go to some special family dinner. They might be doing something today, but. Whatever you're doing today, whether you're in your car, whether you're sitting down watching me, you know, avoiding the family because you want to be alone. (laughs) Let me, I want everybody to pause for a second and I want you to really take in what today actually means. I want you to pay homage to the fallen in Arlington, the fallen in San Francisco, the, the military cemeteries that are all around the world. And all around this country. And I want you to pause. And I want you to say thank you. To all of those who have fallen. So that you can be free. So that I can be free. Because let me tell you. I've met these people. I know what they do. I know what they sacrifice. So we're going to be touching on that today. We're also going to be talking about. Why recruiting numbers are in the toilet. And we're also going to be touching on. You're going to hear some personal stories from me today. So before we get into the show, I want you to pause and I want you to, to thank you. Whether you want to pray, whether you want to just take a second and appreciate what the true meaning of today really is. Anyways, my ladies and gentlemen, if you want to participate in today's show, if you want to participate in the post-show conversation, you can find me over on Twitter at Austin Creed, and over there you can follow me, follow the show, and get more involved in the community. And there's a URL code if you want to go to the Patreon page and contribute to the show. I would appreciate it. But we're, here's what we're talking I told you what we're talking about today. I don't need to reiterate it again. If you don't know what today is, then you're not a free person. You're already a a slave to the New World Order Democrat machine. But let's get in with the show today. I want you to... I really want to dive in to... and give you guys a real in-depth about Memorial Day today. So for those of you who don't know what Memorial Day really is, it's about appreciating those who have died. It's about remembering those who have fallen, those who have paid the ultimate price. Because every, everybody can give a little bit, but only some have given all. 
and I really want to pay my respects today, and so should you. If you don't want to pay your respects, then you're not an American, in my opinion. You might as well be a communist vermin from China. But I really want you to, to pause, and I want you to really appreciate what today means. So, I'll tell you a personal story. When I was still in the Air Force, about a year and a half ago, I was in a mental health treatment center because my job, the nature of my job was very difficult, was very taxing, and it was an extremely toxic environment in my opinion. And when I was in mental health treatment, I met a Navy SEAL who was also in mental health treatment. He wasn't active. He was... Sorry, give me one second. This is a tough story to talk about. My throat's drying up already. But when I met him, he and his wife were having a big fight. He served... What? Well, he served like... 30 years ago, and he was a Navy SEAL stationed in Hawaii. He would tell me stories about what he would do, what he did, the people he killed, the missions he conducted. He didn't give me anything that was above my pay grade, but he would tell me stories and how it really affected his life. Having to look into the eyes of the dead. I used to talk, I also talked to Marines who would who were in Afghanistan who would put down the Afghani vermin who were trying to get them first, but then they would look into the eyes of the fallen and they'd be like 16-year-olds. Now, I'm not trying to get graphic here. I just wanted to give you a little idea of what exactly these people do. It, you'll lose faith in humanity if you think about it for too long. Unfortunately... His life had gone off the rails a little bit, and nobody really appreciated him. He had mental issues, and he was just kind of left on the sideline, and it, and it broke my heart to watch it. It broke my heart to see a really brave man who had given everything to f basically be forgotten by those he had helped protect. It was disgusting. However, when you look at the military recruiting problems, when it comes to, look, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut straight with you guys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot straight here. The military isn't what it used to be, with all of the woke ads, with all the uh, political garbage that's happening. Even when I was in, they would do. They would pull this garbage. I saw people who, they were a bunch of undercover spook, like, fake, fake officers, fake troops, who weren't actually troops, they were just government agents, who would expose you if you said something. For example, one of the guys I know, who worked in my squadron, he made a joke, one of the guys in our squadron was homosexual, and he, he was always telling jokes about himself. And so people would also kind of join in with the jokes and we'd all laugh about it. Like he never was like, people wouldn't say things that were like homophobic to him or something like that. And then he'd be like, oh, that was so mean and hurtful. No, he'd laugh about it because he'd make straight jokes and everything else. Like everybody was joking around. 
Well, well, I never found out who this was, by the way. But somebody who was listening in on the conversation reported with my buddy for a joke he made. And he wasn't the guy who was gay who heard the joke. Someone reported him and he almost got charged with an article and almost got put up for a court-martial off of this garbage. And we don't even know who it was. Of course, I'm not going to tell you who it was. You add on to that the, oh, I, I was with my two moms and I joined the army ad. I hope, I think you saw that one. Or you add the LGBTQ stuff the Navy's putting into a, the place, the gender-affirming stuff they're putting in there. The, the rednecks in the South, who were the ones who really joined the military most of the time, as someone who's been on the inside of that, I know it to be a fact. It's not the liberal people with the blackberries from back in the day that joined. It's not the guy. It's not the influencers on TikTok who joined the military. It's the rednecks in the South or the country boys and the country men and women. They're the ones who joined the military, not the the communist scumbags who with iPhones. They don't join the military, and if they do. They don't last through basic. I've seen them. I know who they are. As soon as they got yelled at, they were like, became like a shadow of themselves and wanted to call somebody. It was unbelievable. But I want to see what the Military Times has to say about it. I have my own opinions on why the, the military is not meeting its recruitment goals. Oh, look at this. They bring up JFK. Most people don't even know who JFK is. Most people in my generation, they don't even know who he is. They might have heard his name, but they don't even know who he is. I went to Arlington and I saw his grave. It was very interesting. I fully appreciated it. But, oh, God. <laughs> this cartoon is great. Uh, recruiters sitting at the desk. For those of you who are not walk looking at the screen, it says... So, do you have any medical history I should know about? It's, so, for those of you who don't know anything about the recruiting process, you don't just say, hey, I want to join the military, and they say, okay, cool, you're on the sh you're, you're getting flown out uh, next week. No. They go through a very extensive medical procedure. They go through very extensive medical evaluations and everything else on top of making sure that they can find you a job, they can find you a, a, a flight, in the case of the Air Force, then you make sure that you meet certain physical requirements and... Blah, blah, blah. It's not just a, hey, you can call your recruiter on Monday and then you're flying to basic training on Friday. That doesn't work that way from what I've seen. So the recruiter's sitting at the desk across from the cadet. And he says, so do you have any medical history I should know about? And the cadet says, uh, I broke my arm when I was 12. Does that count? And the recruiter says, okay, well, they're going to have to ask you at MEPS. And then he leads in closer next to his ear and he says, and you don't tell him anything. You keep your mouth shut at MEPS. You lie to them. Do you understand me? It's <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke, but it's there's elements of truth to it. With They don't want to do the paperwork. They want to meet quotas. They want to just push you in as fast as possible so that they look good and they can get a promotion. Because being a recruiter is a temporary job. It's not a full-time job. It's a temporary um, deployment or a temporary gig. But, you know what? You look at, well, I'm curious, what do they say? Broad concerns. Let's look at this. Recruiting crisis 
has invoked concern among leadership and on Capitol Hill. Oh, I wonder why. Let's let's look at it. The army missed its physical 2022 goals by 15,000 soldiers. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, that's really bad. I didn't know it was that bad. And in other branches, except for smaller space force, everybody wants to be as part of the space force. Barely made quota or had to pull extensively from their pools of delayed entry. That's the program of cadets who were waiting to go to basic. Officials told lawmakers this month that they expect the shortage to worsen. Now, I want to ask all of you listening to the show today. What do you think is the reason why the military is really floundering at finding new recruits? And if you're a young person between the ages of 18 to 25... Like myself, I'm curious, why are you not joining the military? Is it because you think it's for the lowest common denominator, as in, I can't do anything else, I'll do it in the military? Or is it because you don't believe in violence? What is it? Why are you not joining the military? Why does it not appeal to you? That's what I'm curious about today. They say political leaders and partisan pundits blame today's recruiting shortage on... Everything from so-called woke diversity trainings to kids these days being too fat and lazy to cut it. Well, I mean, if you look at statistics, most people wouldn't even qualify to go to basic training anymore because they're too overweight. Unfortunately, it's just the truth. I saw people like that even when I was going through MEPS about two years ago. Military brass have blamed an undereducated public... What? That's the best I can come up with? A roaring civilian job market. Okay. And bad perceptions of service fueled by negative headlines. Okay, that I could see. The civilian job economy, I could see that. But the economy kind of sucks. And bad perceptions. Okay, that is true. Most people think that if you go in the military, you're going to come out being completely messed up. Which is totally false. I mean... If you're, jo- if you're an infantryman or, or if you're a marine or whatever, yeah, your chances might be higher, but it's not guaranteed. Not at all. But multiple recruiters who spoke with Military Times blamed Genesis above all else. What is... Interesting. Okay. Genesis is broadly a medical record system. So they're blaming the medical records. Like people won't medically qualify to even join if they wanted to. It says Genesis is broadly a medical record system for service members, families, and veterans to, that aims to make it easier for doctors to share medical information. It came up. Okay, no, I'm not going to bore you with all this. It's. They're blaming the medical stuff. Okay. I could see that, but then here's what I don't understand. If it's medical related, why, why are people not addressing this on a broader level? I mean, let's be honest here. If it's really a medical issue, what's the big difference between now and let's say the 1950s? Uh, could it be that the obesity rate is through the god dang roof? Could it be that potentially? That obesity levels are super high. People are living really unhealthy lifestyles. Could it be the fact that chemicals are allowed to be put in foods here where they're not allowed to be put in Europe? Yep, that's true. Look it up. I'll read this. Prior to screening at MEPS, which is 
What you, MAPS is, is essentially... I think it stands for the Medical Examination um, Physical like Physician Service or whatever. Basically, it's they they take you to a facility where they run every single test they can possibly come up with to make sure that you're medically fit to serve. And you're not going to have an unforeseen circumstance happen to you that they're going to have to take care of later, basically, is what MAPS is. Says that prior to screening at MEPS, an individual has or does not have disqualifying medical conditions. Genesis merely confirms the physical and mental readiness of the applicants by enabling authoritative um, an authoritative review of their health history. Okay, so they're saying it's a medical issue. Mm, I don't know. Here's my here's what I'm here's what I stand on this. I, I think they're half right. They're not getting the best applicants. They are not getting the best and the brightest. So they're kind of stuck with what they can get. And they're stuck with the the lowest common denominator. And because it's the lowest common denominator, they have a lot of medical problems. They're not getting... The, the, the kids who grow up in the South shooting BB guns and shooting squirrels, they're not joining the military anymore. Because they know that, and the the parents, the grandparents who may be served, they don't want their kids to go in there and come out a lesbian. I mean, look, I'm not mincing words here. They don't want their son to go in there and then come out five years later and be a homosexual. Look, or, or, or be a comeback a woman. I mean, let's just be real about this. You want me to mince words? I can't do it. That's why they're not doing it anymore. The people who used to be a shoe-in for the military are now saying, you know what? I'm not doing it. Why? Why would I do it anymore? You're not appealing to me. You're appealing to the to liberal crazies who are not going to join the military anyway. Who think that, oh, the mil we need to decre decrease funding. Yeah, you've heard those types before, right? But we spend too much on the military. We need to decrease military spending. Hey, schmuck. Schmuck, the military is what keeps us from becoming lampshades or a, a an entire landscape of um, fallen corpses. I mean, what are you talking about? D decreased government spending, you hear this? Unbelievable. What, so we could spend more on Social Security and spend more on Medicare so that we... Uh, for illegal aliens and bums? I mean, come on, what... Here's what... Okay... I pulled up some of the Google searches who for why military is struggling, all right? I want to I wanted to do this live, so here's what we're going to look at today. Here's the first question. Why the military is struggling to recruit? Let's look at the top answer. The pandemic hindered recruitment. I was in during the COVID-19 pandemic. It, I had to wear a mask long after everybody else had already gotten rid of it. It was very uncomfortable. And uh, here's what I don't get. Most people who were in during that time, they stayed in. They re-upped. They re-enlisted. Because they didn't know what the market, the civilian job market was going to be like, so they stayed in. There's a very, very high retention rate during the 
COVID-19 pandemic. So I don't know what they're talking about on that. I saw plenty of people worried to sign up because the economy was garbage. Especially if you live in a state like the in California with the great Gavin Newsom who shut everything down and then screamed to the federal government, Oh, please, please bail me out. Yeah, uh-huh. No, I don't know about that. Let's look at this. Why won't people join? This person's missing an... Oh, my land. What the... Who wrote this? Some obs some observers point to quality of the talent pool as the main problem. Huh. Says the army, the ch army chief of staff. That's one of the high, the highest ranking person in the army. Has testified before Congress that only twenty three percent of age appropriate candidates are eligible to serve. The rest failing to qualify because of obesity, like I just said. Drug use, something you probably didn't know about. If you use a lot of drugs, they're not going to let you in. Or criminal records, another thing they, that's very hard to get rid of. See, you thought that you could just do whatever you want and then join the military. Well, no, that's not how that works. Let's look at this. Three reasons not to join the military. Here are the top three reasons. According to military.com. You want an education and have at least $100,000 just sitting around for you to use. Mm. Okay, yeah, basically if you want to be rich, don't join. It's a, you are serving other people. You're not there to get rich. It's not going to happen, by the way, unless you become a really high-ranking general or something. Not going to happen. You absolutely do not want to have a job that gives you any kind of vacation time. So basically, you don't want a vacation. Yeah, it's hard to get vacation time. I will be very upfront about that. I barely got to go to my to one of my best friend's weddings, for God's sakes. They barely got me time for that. Uh, and then you get a scared feeling every time you even think about leaving your hometown. If you don't want to travel, if you're a nervous Nelly who doesn't want to leave or experience adventure, why are you joining the military? If you're a pansy, in other words, you don't join. I think it's really sad, personally, that this is going on because... Military did a lot of wonders for me. It helped me to fully understand the world in a way that I never grasped beforehand. And I got to experience a lot of people that I never would have met otherwise as well. My friends, there's a lot of darkness in the world. And you'll see it firsthand when you're in the military. I can guarantee you that. But that's not meant to deter you. Because anything that does not vanquish you will make you stronger. But today, on Memorial Day of all days, the military shortage is still out of control. Do people even respect military people? I saw a video not long ago. I forget who put it out there, but it was it was a video about testing IQs. And they, this, this low-life gutter rat, street trash, tried to say that, oh, the Marine is, out of the six people that were there, the Marine was the dumbest one. And uh, it turns out he wasn't. But shout out to him because he didn't take it personally. He laughed at it. Most people today are extremely weak and pathetic. Most people today are pansies. Or communists. Or know-nothing useful idiots that Lenin wrote about. And so on today, Memorial Day of all days. When we're celebrating... 
those who have fought for our country with their lives, we have to listen to the rubbish of, oh, do we really need to spend so much on the military? Or why is it we're so quick to fund Ukraine's military, but yet we get the same characters in this country are the first ones to say we need to cut down on government spending on the military to fund like social work and HHS and all the all these other boondoggles. The ed, Department of Education, that big joke of an organ, that big joke of a department. When most kids today can bear, are really just taught how to put a condom on a cucumber, they're not taught how to actually read or do mathematics. They're taught they're taught to ask themselves what sex they are. And if they have, and if they're interested in having sex with people of the same sex as them, I mean, can you believe this? That's what that's what education is today. And then you got, and then you got guys like DeSantis in Florida, who are trying to put down this chaos and say, you know what, we're, we're done with this insanity. We want order. We want we want law and order in our state. And then you have people like Elon Musk, in my opinion, setting them up for a fall. While sneak dissing Donald Trump. Because, my friends, Elon Musk is very smart. He's one of the great men of our time. One of the smartest men of our generation. If not of ever. My friends, when you look at people like Elon Musk, one of the most clever, most wealthy men in the world... When he, first of all, DeSantis should have never done his announcement on Twitter. That was a very irresponsible and dumb move, in my opinion. But yet, he did. And then Musk, in my opinion, set him up, made him look like a laughingstock. He can't even organize a launch to his own campaign. And then you have him on Twitter saying, oh, I just want someone calm in the White House. Ergo, sneak dissing Donald Trump by saying that he's not calm. Because guess what? He owns SpaceX, my friends, who guess what? Has contracts with the federal government. Which means that to stay in league with the Fed, who's in charge of the Fed? Oh, that's right. Joe Biden's in charge of the Fed. Do you really think he's not going to do favors for Joe Biden? To try to make sure he gets the contracts and maybe gets another one? It stays in favor with the communists in power. Mm, but you can't say that, can you? Because if you say it, you might end up like me, living in the fortress of solitude, preparing to get canceled at any moment in time. That's right. But if you can follow the bouncing ball, you're a threat. And that's part of the reason why I didn't do well in the military. I think the military is amazing. I don't think the people who are running it are necessarily amazing, but I think the military itself is. I have multiple stories of how the military shaped me and molded me into the man I am today. You might look at me and think I'm like 25, 27, maybe even 30. I'm not. I'm 23. And I've seen more of the world than most people four times my age. Who've done nothing with their lives, who just lived in their, lived, was, who was, we were born, lived, and died in about the same place. I've seen more of life than they probably have. That's not meant to knock them, it's just the truth. But we need to stop saying 
that military that our military heroes were all PTSD sufferers, that they were all their lives were falling apart and whatnot. Because I've seen stories about that, how people are really afraid of that, so they don't join the military. Well, my friends, if you don't want to join the military, that's fine. However, you have to realize that when the time comes, and I guarantee you it will, when the draft comes back and you are drafted into the military, it's better to be prepared than it is to be running away from your problems. Because guess what? A time will come when you have to fight for what you want, fight for what you believe is right. Just like those before us did. Whether it was in World War II, Vietnam, Korea, Iraq, Afghanistan, you name it. The military-industrial complex will eventually need a war to fuel their gravy train. In other words, they'll send you over there to fight their war so they can get more money, which is, in my opinion, exactly what's happening in Ukraine right now, which is why we're spending so much on federal funding to give to the Ukrainians while we're drowning in inflation. At last time I checked around, they say 8%. It's more like 20%. But of course, if they tell you that, you'll freak out like chickens with, a head, with their heads cut off. So they'll lie to you, like always. The wolves will always shear and lie to the sheep every way they can. And they'll get the sheepdogs in on the action if they can. My friends, today's show has been... It's been hard for me to do this show today. Because I gotta tell you something. Memorial Day is one of the days that really hits home for me. This time last year, I had just gotten out of the military. I was very out of place. I felt foreign in my own land. I felt foreign with my friends. I felt foreign amongst my family. I felt like a failure. I felt super out of place. And I had to reforge my own identity because the military changed my life forever. It changed me from who I was into who I am now. And every person needs discipline in their life. And if you can't find it within yourself, and you have any semblance of patriotism, why are you not joining the military? Why not challenge yourself? Why not give yourself the opportunity to live your life for other people for a change for a little bit of time? And don't tell me I should go, I already have. In fact, and I will go back if the time arises, which I'm, it might. When it comes down to it, I want you to remember what this day is about. It's not about your barbecue. It's not about your time with your family. It's not about your TV show and your brewski. It's about the fallen heroes of America. And what they gave so that you can have this time with your family, your friends, your barbecue, your, your beer, whatever. You need to remember what is really important. Because if you don't, the tradition of admiring those who have given everything so that you can enjoy your time today. And every other day of the week, well, it'll die. It'll go away. I don't ever want to see that day come because when it does, we'll have fallen so far below what the founding fathers thought we'd ever become. 
that I won't even recognize my country. I'll feel like a foreigner in my own land. And so while millions of you out there who love America, who love everything about what this country was founded upon and what this country stands for as a beacon of light to the world. Well, my friends, thank you. If you served, thank you. If you're a combat vet especially, I want to shout out to you for what you've given so that fellow non-combat vets such as myself or, civil or all-time civilians can enjoy their time with their family today, who can enjoy their barbecue today, and who can live in a place of freedom for however much longer that lasts. Until next time, my friends, I just, this is Austin Creed, a Sheep Keys Cheered Podcast, telling you God bless you, God bless yourself, and God bless the United States of America. We are out of here. You have a fantastic day. Peace.